Donovan Mitchell was about to open up several cans of whoop-ass on Dylan Brooks before a Grizzly staffer saved the day. So who wins that fight? Oh, I think Donovan. You do? Yeah, I think I think Dylan. Dylan kind of is he a fake tough guy? I think so. Although even my wife was watching this last night, my right. wife, and she my pointed wife, out, my wife, and she was like, "Uh, is he fat?" She couldn't tell whether well, he's just thick or did, just fat. Did, have you seen him like in that one post game uh, interview? This was like after the Shannon Sharp thing, and he's like wearing. Um, I can't really say that anymore, but one of those yeah. tank tops. Yeah, tank yeah. tops. That's white. Yeah. That happens a, to have another name to it's it. It's got another name. Yeah. Um, he's wearing one of those. And uh-huh. he, he looked a little chubby. He got, he got a little belly on him. A little pooch. A little pooch right there. Poochy pouch. Uh, you can tickle him. Uh, <laughs> so, I think it's Donovan. Damn right I do. <laughs> I think it's Donovan. Yeah. I'm, I'm you're probably sorry. right. I don't even think it's a question. Like, Donovan, to me, seems like the nicest guy in the world until he's not. And and listen, listen. am I a little biased on this because he's, he's a New York kid? Yeah, maybe that helps as well. But so not only do we have that Donnie Brook, the Donovan Mitchell, that Donnie Brook. Not only do we have that, Kyrie Irving, I don't know if you know him, used to play for the Cavaliers, won a title here. Kind of a kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a yep. really good player. Well, too. No, really, you know, he's good at the basketball. And I've said that for a while. Requested a trade. I'm sorry. Like, the NBA is the only league that approaches the NFL in terms of drama and twists and turns that you never saw coming. I right. mean, I think we could guess that at some point Kyrie and the Nets were going to be over. There was everything that happened early in the season, but like the Nets literally just they, started they, playing. They well. just started playing good, and they're going to get Durant. And Durant's back. coming back, so oh my god, he's going to L.A. Right? I mean, who else is going to take I him may on? May have thrown a couple bones down on Los Angeles plus four thousand. Yeah, I got before, plus, the, before he gets traded. I got plus forty one hundred. I'm not trying. How to. did you get plus forty one hundred? Because they knew they needed the extra special Nick hookup. You got it. They were like, "We're gonna give Nick just a little bit more." They hooked you up. But I got. I mean, I think where Kyrie goes, and I really, to me, it's got to be the Lakers or bust. I think the Lakers could trade Kyrie for Russell Westbrook and probably two unprotected first rounders in 27 and 29. And I think if you're the Nets. You say, well, we got something equitable, and Russ can help us. Russ and KD reunite. Yeah. And, I, and if you're the Lakers, LeBron, Kyrie, and Anthony Davis, and and by the way, just two of the three, I think have a real chance to win the NBA title. Listen, if if LeBron and AD are healthy to just together, they've got a chance mm-hmm. to win the, the title. But you add Kyrie Irving to that mix. It's a different deal. Well, and there that would be approaching because the problem with the Lakers right now, and I think they're actually two or three games below five hundred. Um, the problem with the Lakers is none of the pieces fit behind LeBron in AD. You well, add they've Ky- got like no bench players. Well, but you add Kyrie to that, I don't think it matters. Like there becomes a point where you have enough I mean, superstars. Playing, let's be honest, they're playing white guys that have haircuts from the seventies. We're talking Austin Reeves. He's got a name. Put the name on it. He's a hell of a player. Um, listen, he's he's a he's a. He's a gym rat. He's he's scrappy. Yeah, he's you know what? He watches a lot of film. <laughs> but first guy in. First guy in, last guy last out. Last guy to leave. Always he always. He, and we're like, wait, did and, did you and, leave and, before him? If and you watch like, like he's he's sneaky fast. Yeah. Real sneaky fast. <laughs> so so we got all this going on. And I, I do want to get to the uh Dylan Brooks uh, Dylan Brooks stuff first. Yep. Because there are very few things that when I'm not at a game. Get me on my feet 
and the blood pumping like a cheap shot. And I don't think there's any way to defend what Dylan Brooks did last night. I thought Reggie Miller made an ass out of himself saying, I can't really prove intent. He didn't really intend to hit him below the belt. He was looking no. at his dangle as his hand came back and swatted him. Yeah, It's the Zapruder film. You have conclusive evidence. And by the way, you're, you're right there. I mean... The NBA broadcasters are on the court. You're, yep. You can see everything. Well, and and then you have replays. I mean, even even Shaq after the game. Yeah, you know, I want to play Shaq after yeah, the play, game. Play Shaq. I am the ultimate Shaq honk, and I've got to call our guy Shaq out on this one. He was talking about uh, the the play that led to Donovan Mitchell hurling a basketball at Dylan Brooks and and the intent behind it. I think the hit was intentional, but, but I don't think he meant to hit him in the boys. But like you said, he looked back, and, and, and when you do your arm, like you're going to hit something. He's yeah. trying to hit him in the thigh. Yeah, stomach, thigh, boys, <laughs> knees. That, that extra physicality, that extra I'm here. I like because I don't want you saying, come on, guys, what's going on <laughs> here? Shaq, I, I agree before you start with the – because that made a, to me a great point. It's like he just wants to be, he I'm here, hit, yeah. I'm going to be in physical, I'm going right. to show you. And then now when you do that, that happens, and then guys throw basketballs at you back, and the whole bench is clear. You Stop it, man. That was just a dirty play. Uh, listen, I like the kids' toughness, but you can't go around punching people. Man, come on, man. That, that was a cheap shot, period. Yeah, what? No, one, no one's disagreeing. I think Shaq was trying to split hairs there. Um, one, you can't prove whether, whether Dylan Brooks was intentionally hitting him in the biscuits or whether he was just trying to hit him. Um, I, think, I think reasonable... I think Dylan Brooks's NBA resume will say he was trying to hit him in the biscuits. And I, I mean, get a, he's got a million of these. And I don't he's think he's a dirty player. Yeah, and I don't think the NBA does a good enough job of of policing dudes getting hit in the dangle. Right. Like everybody goes back to oh LeBron LeBron Draymond. Uh, no, LeBron getting Draymond suspended. LeBron didn't make him hit him in the business. Right. Like Draymond did that. And by the way, there's a guy who's who's gotten away for a, from a long time of punching dudes in the biscuits, and oh, he's just a scrappy player. He's just he's just he just really plays really hard. No, that's Austin Reeves. Oh no, sorry, yes, they, he, but Draymond, Jim Rat? No. no, no. All right, no. Um, I think Dylan Brooks has a history of this, and I gotta say, I love that Donovan Mitchell after the game was just like double oh, he, birds. He, he just do we have it? So we do have it. We're going to play it a little bit okay. later in the show here because we we, we kind of got a lot to get into in this first got a lot, a lot, a lot of but good stuff here. I got to tell you, man. What's up? I wish Memphis was in the division. It could and, be a rivalry. Well, yeah, and it's not just because they they play similar but different styles. All right? They both play really, really hard. And it's apparent that, like, when the Cavs play them, they know they can't do the mess around in the first quarter kind of stuff, right? Right. And so the Cavs respond to their effort by playing really hard, but the where and the, te- and the tempo is kind of fun. The, yeah, similar both teams are. Um, I mean, the Cavs scored thirty points in the first quarter last. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't tell you the last time they scored thirty. Well, in the and first. it's it's so funny because you'll be going for like a minute, two minutes. It'll be like a nice back and forth, up and down kind of game, and then out of nowhere, a track race breaks mm-hmm. out in the middle of that game, mm-hmm. and unlike. Some games in the NBA where that, like when the Pistons and Thunder play, or when the the Thunder and, and Rockets play, when a track meet breaks out, it's some of the ugliest basketball you'll ever see. Yeah, I mean it is, so, you know, turning the ball over, doing stupid stuff in that game. When they've done that, when when fast pace is broken out, 
it's actually kind of poetic. Both teams do a really good job of keeping uh, track of the ball. They don't have uh, don't have a ton of stupid turnovers. And you, they gave me a jetty breakaway dunk. Like, what more could I want? It's not like watching uh, St. Francis of Brooklyn. Oh, my God. That You know what? It's so funny. <laughs> Up I, and down and brick and travel. Because I was talking about the Thunder and Rockets, and yeah. the image in my head was the St. Francis game. That was like the worst basketball game we've ever seen. And it made us money. And that's it really did, all yeah. we care that's about. That's all we here. really care about. Uh, I think I think Dylan Brooks should easily be suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about, like, he's got such a track record. We're talking a five-game suspension. I mean, there are some people that were outraged that said he should be kicked out of the league. Now, I don't think that should be the case. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, I'm i with you. I mean, somewhere between five and ten games, I yeah. think. And and I'll and be, that's and that's a hefty pay, uh, a paycheck you're going to give up. Well, and I'll be furious if Donovan even sees a game. He, I, should, he I, shouldn't. Well, yeah, I think I think we just have to understand. Like, if you get hit in the jewels, mm-hmm. I mean, what and, he did was minimal. At, at at minimum, you're getting the basketball thrown at you. Yeah. Well, and, like, maybe the NBA looks at it and says, well, you can't prove intent. Well, you can prove a history there. Right. So, and and all, not just that. Donovan and Dylan Brooks have a history where Donovan has not hit that man in the business, and uh, Dylan Brooks has hit him a few times uh, in, the, in the business. So, I would like to see Dylan Brooks uh, suspended. And more importantly, can I just get – can I just get more of that? I mean, we haven't even gotten into just, Kevin just, Harlan's side of stuff. Just you want more what? I just want more games like that. You like want, you want more like Malice in the Palace? Well, no. <laughs> I, I I'm not going to do what the morning show did today. I'm not going to ask if I want more NBA fights. But that intensity after that game, or sorry, after that fight, the rest of that game, like Jetty got in the face. Of, it felt like a playoff game. Yeah, and by the way. The first matchup between the the two teams a couple weeks ago, which did not have a lot of dirty plays, Mm -hmm. also felt like a playoff game. I actually think it's fair to ask whether Mm -hmm. the Cavs are too nice. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with him, Mm -hmm. but it's 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 kind of bold for him to say that. And I like it. JB's bold, man. Like that thing the earlier this week. Imagine him behind the scenes. No, I bet you JB is every other word an f bomb. I don't know. I, I like. Maybe not on like a random Tuesday, but I bet you once a month, JB's like, has it been, has it been a month since I last completely lost my mind on everybody? Right. And it, it'll just be like, you know, a valet. Just be like, uh, it'll be, no, I, I actually would imagine JB's very nice to like, you know, people lower than him on the depth chart, but above good God, good luck with that. I, I think when watching last night, and I don't even think it's a question. Dylan Brooks should be suspended. Uh, Donovan Mitchell should not. I'm not saying that because I'm in Cleveland. I'm saying that because Donovan Mitchell had the completely humane reaction to getting hit in the biscuits by a dirty player. Yeah. So now, if Donovan, if that Grizzly staffer had not jumped in between the two of them, I prop. I mean, Donovan's probably gonna probably gonna finish that, and we're it's probably gonna be a suspension. But because Donovan didn't do anything other than throw the basketball at him and, well, and, 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 and push him and, down. and then kind of you know retaliate a little and bit there gently but, but gently a gentle, assist him a gentle to the push okay. yeah I would say it was like a light breeze that's what I would say it's, instead of a gale force winds um, also everybody's talking about the Grizzly staffer tackling Dylan Brooks I actually think they tackled each other I think that dude just flew in 
And I think Dylan was trying to get up at that time. Right. And I think it was just like, uh, I was just centrifugal forces smashing into each <laughs> other. But the more I thought about that, I think the fact that Donovan had to be the guy that sent that message, I think does point to something for the Cavs. I think that was another bit of evidence. And, and I think JB's comments kind of back it up. I know I love the Cavs and who they are. I love that they're a bunch of good dudes who we don't really have to worry about doing stupid stuff. Yeah, they're stuff. a really likable team. Yes. However, in the NBA, you do need a couple of guys, not knuckleheads, not idiots, but guys who other teams know if you start that weak stuff that we saw last night, right? they will end it. And you know what? If they get any sense that you might do it, they're going to go ahead and start and finish it like, for you. Every team needs a Dylan Brooks a Patrick Beverly, mm-hmm. a Russell Westbrook even at times too. I mean, like guys that are just not going to take any crap from anybody. And I think I think the Cavs have a reputation of maybe being the nice guys. I think they are. And so we've talked a lot about... Like, you know, I, I look at Jared Allen and Mobley are two bigs. Yep. As just, like, just sweet guys. Yeah. and It wouldn't hurt a fly. Like, even on the court. You know, and I don't mean this. I don't want it to come across like a negative way or like I'm being condescending. It's not that. And it's not a flaw of, of them or their game. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that's fine. Yeah. But like the team does need somebody yeah. to kind of be the, the, what do they call them in hockey? The good, uh, an the enforcer. Goon? Enforcer? Okay, yeah. whatever. I really like the idea of that. And like, I mean, I'm saying even like a guy like a James Johnson, who everybody in the association knows, like grew up doing martial arts yeah that's a dude and by the way where's that guy played a, a, a lot the last couple of years uh memphis i mean i just think and it I, doesn't have to be someone that plays a lot of minutes i mean i think it'd be most helpful like if that could be your guy ironically the perfect guy kind of would be a cheap player like dylan brooks if you could get him in there because he's a good three too but like you're by the way they're not trading him no but i think it would be most helpful if you had him in the starting lineup because then it's it's ultimate Set protection. The tone. Yeah, well, because it's ultimate protection for Donovan and Darius. And you mentioned set the tone. I think the most frustrating thing about the Cavs this year is last year it felt like every single game you got their best effort. They might have been outgunned or outmanned. They might have got their asses handed to them occasionally because mm-hmm. other teams had three superstars or two superstars. But there was not too many games last year you can say, oh, they just didn't have the right focus or effort. And maybe maybe I'm misremembering that because, you know, the expectations were so much lower. Right. But, like, I think you need a like somebody that's going to play 20, 25, maybe even 30 minutes a night that can go out there and that actually prevents stuff. Because that's the thing that an enforcer does. Everybody talks about, like, remember when Perk was here and Perk, they just put him out there and Perk would just smack somebody in the face. Yeah, if there was a problem, you'd put him mush. in the game. Like, not even that. Guys, like the dudes who can play a lot and be an enforcer, mm-hmm. they stop stuff from happening. And like you saw it, like Donovan doing what he did didn't discourage Memphis last night. Because what happened was that nonsense with uh, Jetty trying to drive the lane. He got fouled. It was apparent he got fouled. Yeah. And then I can't remember the defender. Wasn't it Desmond Bain? I think so. I think it was Desmond Bain gave him like – Basically tried to stop him from continuing on and like finishing a layup that wasn't going to count. And I think that told you. 
like the Grizzlies don't respect the Cavs in terms of their their want or their ability to to fight or chop it up. Yeah. And and you know what? This this might seem like a small thing in the regular season. Do you know what's really going to matter? It's going to matter as much in the postseason as anything. Yeah, when you're playing Brooklyn, you're playing somebody else. I mean, you're playing Boston. I don't know who, who the Cavs could end up playing. But, yeah, you need to have somebody, I'm with you on that, that sets the tone. I don't know. Can you add somebody? I mean, well, so there's a couple ways you could do it. You could try and, and swing a trade for somebody. Right. Um, unfortunately, that's probably going to eat into your ability to trade for other things you need, like a 3 and D player or something like that, uh, unless it's kind of one and the same. The other thing you could try and do is what the Cavs did for a really long time. Like Kendrick Perkins was a buyout in, uh, what was that, 2015? And and Perk uh, signed on like March 1st. Right. There there are those guys almost every year that you can go out and you can pick up that are enforcers that can handle that, that job for you. I'd prefer it's somebody in the rotation versus a guy that's at the end of the bench like Perk was. Right. But I mean, at this point, I think anybody, because I think it's when we when I say enforcer, what I really mean is like I don't think the Cavs have learned yet the kind of effort and focus you have to have on any given night in the regular season. And if we're having that conversation in in January or February, it probably means that they really have no idea what the playoffs are going to be like. And my big scare about this year is one. I don't think they're guaranteed to get a top six seed, Dustin. Right. And two, even if they are, there's a real chance this team gets swept. And it has nothing to do mm. with talent. It has everything to do with the playoffs are a different – it's a different breed of energy, focus, and effort. And everybody always says, well, it's about superstars in the playoffs. And that's right. So Donovan gives you a chance to get a series win. But what really gives you a chance to win is when you have multiple superstars, high-level players like Donovan and Darius and and – maybe one day Evan, and when when you have guys that know from tip-off in game one, oh, this is how you have to play. I, especially with Kevin Love injured and maybe, I mean, who knows if Kevin's even going to be here next, after next Thursday. By the way, like, is it kind of interesting that he was a, a healthy scratch the last two nights? I think it's telling Are they, of, uh, they saving him for something? Uh, I mean, I think that's one potential. I also think there's just a chance that he's been so inconsistent that he's not worth having out there. He's a great cheerleader. Wonderful cheerleader. I loved his uh, joking back and forth with John Morant last night. Oh, that's great. Warmed my heart. 216-578-0092. Do the Cavs need an enforcer? Do the Cavs need somebody that is going to uh, to put boots to butts? Because in the events, because like, I think you saw both Donovan and Dylan look like there was a pause there. When the foul happened, there was a pause. And that pause was how many games is this worth? They thought about it. You should never, and and, and in fairness, Dylan Brooks is a starter in the NBA. He should never put himself in that position um, because he's too valuable to them to lose for five games. But... With Donovan. I mean, listen, it was a hard foul. I could get him kind of being upset with that, mm-hmm. but you'd never hit another man as junk. You never do. It's, I mean, it's it, kind of like an unwritten rule. It's, it, I feel like it's written at this point. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it's it's like the 11th commandment that they just didn't have room for in the right. 10 commandments was thou shalt, thou shalt not hit another man in the genitals. Uh, real quick here, 216-578-0092. 
Don, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Good afternoon, guys. Hey, I, I, you know, you're talking about the Cavs and the playoffs and what it takes, and I don't just, just really disagree with what you're saying, but I wanted to get your opinion on a, on a comp. Um, I don't remember the coach of the 2004, 5, 6, 7 Pistons when they had Big Shot Phillips and Prince and Hamilton. Was that Rick Carlisle's team? I don't think it was Larry Brown anymore, was it? Wait, are you talking about the first iteration of the Pistons? No, 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 no. The the you know the the more modern day one. Like I said, Phillips, Prince, Rasheed Wallace. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that that, that was that was Carlisle and Larry Brown, yeah. and then Flip okay, Saunders. Okay, okay. So here's what I want to get your opinion on. I, I'm not trying to compare the Cavs to those Pistons um, in terms of their style of play because those Pistons were like a a bad boys kind of light. I think it's fair to say. But I want to compare them to when when those Pistons teams got in. You know, at one point they weren't you know well bred, uh, well experienced playoff teams, and I I to this day don't think that that Pistons team had a superstar on it. I don't consider Bill, Billups a superstar. Hamilton I, wasn't. Rasheed Wallace. Oh, uh, Rip Hamilton was that dude. Come on. I don't know about that. I mean, he was very good. I I, I was one of my favorite players back then. I don't think he was a superstar. I think he was that tier below. Um, and the game was a little different, but I want to get your thoughts on comparing, you know, our team being young heading into the playoffs versus what those guys are doing back then. So what I will say is, and this is all matchup dependent. Like I don't really, there's not a lot of teams in the East because the East is really superstar heavy that I look at and say, oh, that's the Pistons. There are still teams that have like Miami. I'll be honest. If if you got into a position, let's say the Cavs were four or five and and let's say the Heat were four or five, um, you're more talented than the Heat. And so what are the Heat going to do? The Heat are going to try and drag you to the mat. And I think you saw it. Yeah, they did the other night pretty yeah, much. The, I mean, exactly. They, they'll slow it down if they have to. I mean, that game was like, what, um, 196 or something? Yeah, it was or ridiculous. 90, 197, I think. Was yeah, the it, it wasn't until I mean, it, was, it wasn't like the a, last basket that put it over 100. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of a, a, a drag them out kind of game. Yep. So, but even then, like, I'll just, I, I don't, I don't think this Cavs, and it, it, they got 28 games to figure it out. I don't think this Cavs team is ready for that. If, if we're talking about needing an enforcer, mm-hmm. and by the way, I always thought LeBron's teams here from 2014 to 2018 mm-hmm. could have used an enforcer, like a real deal, no BS kind of guy. And, and Kendrick was here for half a season. Like I'm talking about, they could have used a James Johnson in his prime eight years ago. I like Tristan. Yeah, yeah, that's I. But I don't. He was a glue guy. He yeah. played really friggin' hard. But I don't know. He was an enforcer. Although they could use I thought, that. I thought he was kind of nasty. Yeah, I do. Real quick here. Let's what about go with Jair Smith. He was nasty in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Uh, yeah, I was just calling in. Uh, sure, I would love to get an enforcer to fill that fifth starting spot, but more importantly, I hope they can do something to replace Lori from last year, which I know that probably won't happen, but that's what made us great last year was the three seven-footers that could move that affected every offensive player that came into our building. I heard a rumor about Cam Reddish. That would be nice if he would hustle. I don't know, but uh, that's the difference between last year and this year. No matter what, last year when we were down 20, 
we had a chance to come back, and we did. We were third last year. We were tough before all the injuries happened, like toward the end of the year. So uh, I just hope they figure it out, and that was a couple things I wanted to say. Roy, we appreciate it. Thanks, sir. I, I think everybody knows I am on the Cam Reddish train because it would cost literally nothing, and if he was a chucklehead, you could get rid of him in, yeah. in uh, June, just renounce his rights. Um, yeah, I don't – so I think if we say replace, I don't think you're going to get. I don't think I don't think they need a third seven footer. What I think they could use is somebody from that that three spot that can really shoot the hell out of the ball. And the problem is right now all the guys like whether it's Beasley or whether it's uh, Hardaway, mm-hmm. they're not very big. So I don't wish Lori Markin was back here. I mean, I, obviously it took you know trading him to get Mitchell, but what if I what if I. Th- what if I said out loud on a Cleveland radio station that I think Lowry's a little overrated? You think so? Yeah, a little bit. I think he's still a good basketball player, but like if you put him with actual superstars, you think because he's not on a great team, yes, he's just getting his his yes. I think I, I think he doesn't have to worry about taking over games. Um, or sorry, I think he can just take over games because he doesn't have to worry about uh, kind of deferring to a better player. Right. And it was a really special moment in the Wilson household last night, Dusty. I wish you could have seen it. Why is that? Well, I get home and my my daughter's picked up basketball. Um, She's picked up basketball, well, like starting to play. Yeah, or they're just starting, starting to, to watch it. it. They're starting to play. Oh, cool! You and guys so, have a hoop at the house, right? What? Do you have a hoop at the house? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, uh, not uh, not it, playing it now. It came with a hoop. Oh uh, yeah, it did, which is kind of <laughs> that's great. It put it over the top. All right, <laughs> let's just be honest. I was like, well, it's You're a like, man um, away, but it's, it's got a basketball hoop. Yeah, I, I don't need a man cave. I just need a hoop. Yep. And uh, and a garage. I really yeah. wanted a garage after not having one for four years. And so little Sophie, my little Sophie babe, who and she's the one kind of struggling to like pick up basketball. She's good like with the physicality of it, but it's more just where to go and what to do. Mm-hmm. And I just get home and she's like, Dad, can I watch a basketball game with you? And I was like, Yes. I was like, yes, this is what I needed to hear. I needed to hear, all right, we're gonna lock in on this. This is how we engage it for her. And I was like, Absolutely. And I was like, the Cavs play tonight. It's it's on national television. Yeah. Let's go, you know, I, literally, let's walk over. And she's like, I didn't mean tonight. <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, okay, next Tuesday, when? She's like, oh, just the next time there's a game on, just flack me down and we'll watch it. I was like, you know, all right, all right, bro. Does it have to be the Cavaliers? Um, so that was the funny thing. Cause I I'm, mean, you could have the same game parlay going. I was <laughs> she's going to see dad get a little too intense. Dad, why, why are you cheering for Austin Reeves to get a rebound? <laughs> why are you screaming at the TV about the Oklahoma City Thunder? Don't worry about it, honey. It's just your college tuition at work here. <laughs> um, of course, last night was the big uh, Dylan Brooks brouhaha. Um, the other big news that came out today was the Kyrie Irving stuff. And one of the big things, because you and I both agree, I think the Lakers might be the only team willing to do this. Uh, there was a lot of what happened early in the season with Kyrie, including a, a huge scandal, another huge scandal over things that he said. And then there's just like, let's be honest. The Nets didn't offer Kyrie a contract extension when they could have this last offseason for a reason. And there was even talk that Kyrie might have to go to L.A. and play on like a uh, veteran, not a veteran men, on like the mid-level exception just to get a job. And then at the last second, the Nets offered him a one-year mm-hmm. whatever contract. I think there's this there's perception, though, that the Lakers are not uh, – the, the Nets won't want to trade Kyrie to the Lakers because it would help LeBron. 
And I think anybody thinking that, Dusty, is probably thinking five years ago in the NBA. I don't think that exists anymore. Um, I don't know. Well, I just, if you're in the NBA, like, do you register LeBron as the same threat that you did five years ago? He's pretty damn good, man. He's really good, but the Lakers just haven't been. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I just think that they're they're missing, well, they're missing a lot, but I mean, they're really missing a Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you may think I'm crazy. Would you rather have Kyrie or Garland? Garland. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's a that's an absolute reflex. Um, like, I, you thought about it more? Would you consider it? No, okay. and, and and it's as much about the human as no, it is I about. Know. Like, let's we just know how how big of a weirdo the guy is. Like, Kyrie is the better player than Darius Garland. I would worry that yeah, he's much better. Yeah, uh, at this point in his game, like he's he is one of the. If he's not the best point guard, he's one of the two best point yeah, guards he's, in the NBA. He's ridiculous, but um, but it's a culture thing. Yeah, I don't know how you'd fit, yeah. and I don't know if JB could coach him. And I don't know anyone can coach him. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like I mean Ty Lue. I think I, I'm not reporting anything. We can kind of ask Jason about that coming up in about 12 minutes. But like I think even Ty Lue was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" I feel like I mean. Listen, Steve Nash was not a great basketball coach. But when Steve Nash would rather walk away from money than deal with your ass, yeah, that's kind of telling about where you are. By the way, like, whatever happened to the Kyrie Irving that after last season went to the podium and says, no, I'm a, I'm a Brooklyn Net. We're mm-hmm. going to fix this thing. And talked like he was the GM. It said the same thing in Boston the summer I mean, before. <laughs> like I know, but it it's, just, it's it, the death warrant for your his time with just, you. Is if just, he says I'm here for scary. good. I don't know what team could take him on. Maybe maybe LeBron could because think, LeBron could handle him. I think it's the only team that could. Because if you're the Clippers, I mean, Paul George already kind of has a reputation mm-hmm. as uh, as playoff Paul. You already have a, a physically. I mean, Kawhi was great, except for last night. He was not great. But since coming off the, since they increased his minutes, uh, until last night, uh, Kawhi was averaging like thirty points a game. So Kawhi's that dude. But I, mean, I kind of feel like if you're the Clippers, you've already got two guys with their own issues. Do you want to add Kyrie to that? I don't know, because because you have some pieces around there that you could probably move. For and that might the Clippers probably a package for uh from the Clippers probably probably more entices you than what the Lakers can offer. Like what what are the Lakers realistically going to offer? Westbrook. They, Westbrook. I I I would imagine Joe Harris's contract is going to go the way of L.A. because that's not a great contract for Bryant uh, Reeves. I mean, I, so I what I think it is I would think it would have to be Kyrie and Joe Harris to L.A. For Russell Westbrook and probably another player like uh, somebody on an expiring contract, like uh, they don't have Paul, uh, they don't have KCP, but somebody like making like six million dollars yeah. a year. That trade happens. Uh, well, and here's the thing: the why, why you do it if you're uh, uh, the the Nets, you're going to get two unprotected first round picks from the Lakers because Genie Bus has already said F them picks. Uh, Genie Bus has already said I'm not trading them unless it's a difference maker. The only difference maker that might want to go play with LeBron and AD, and that also that uh, 
that that has like contractual reasons to want to go there and have that success is Kyrie. Because even though I don't think the NBA wants to keep players away from LeBron the way they did, like uh, let's be honest, when Kyrie was on the trading block uh, here in Cleveland, the NBA did not want to help LeBron. I mean, isn't that essentially why the um, the Pacers owner pulled the plug on the three-way trade that would have brought Paul George here right. for K-Love? It was all about LeBron. He didn't like LeBron. Didn't want to see LeBron win with Paul George. So I don't think that exists anymore. But I do think, like, I still think there is that reticence to go play with LeBron because you know you're not going to get the credit. But I'll say this, because I, I, I don't know if I've said this yet. If you put Kyrie on that team, if they're even like eighty, oh, they'll have a chance to, to to win the 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 Western Conference. And if they keep uh, Rui Hachimura, who yeah, I who I, like I, I well, and I think he could be. I mean, you could run out a lineup that's Kyrie, LeBron, Hachimura, Bryant, and AD, and AD's the four because that's all he cares about. He just wants to play the four because he doesn't want to hang and bang in the post. Like, yeah, I'd I'd put it up there. And you know what? In a weird way, I'd root for Kyrie in there. By the way. BT Dubs, our odds. Yeah, we got we got a better odds. They're they're dropping. What are they now? Thirty five hundred. Yeah, somebody told me. I so we we snagged them at four thousand. Forty one hundred over here. Oh, shut up. I'm not I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I got better odds. Spano, you put some uh, money on that too, right? Yeah, forty one hundred. Okay, got the. Uh, oh. So so it's sorry, Dustin. Whatever. It's this side. It's this side of the room. Uh, by the way, Twitter reaction brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Adam saying plus thirty five hundred, and that was thirteen minutes ago. Yeah, the thirty five hundred now. So we, hey, listen, we got we got some value there. Do you think if Kyrie gets traded to the Lakers, what's that go to? Twelve hundred. Yeah, I think they would become what one if of the three we, favorites. Then just cash out. Yeah, right. Double, double our money. I mean, I it's think a business decision. If it goes from forty one hundred to twelve hundred, I think able to triple our money. Maybe. Yeah, I I think we're talking about significant money that we would earn just with one trade. So let's make that I think that we happen. made a right call. Yeah, no. We no. saw the Woj bomb. We jumped on it. Yeah. And who who brought it up? I can't remember. Oh, uh, that was me. That was you. Yeah. Kudos to you. Thank 2, you. 1, 6, 5, 7, 8, and somehow I didn't get 4,100. Would you root for Kyrie if he went to L.A. with LeBron? Um. Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. You know, like if the Cavs were not in he the— He has any more incendiary rants about certain groups well, of people? Yeah, it's, yeah. That'd probably give me to cancel that. that I'll root for him there. Does Kyrie need LeBron? Yes. And, I mean, I, I feel like Kyrie, at this point in time, like his career, I mean, he doesn't have Nike anymore, right? hmm So he needs to go win a championship. He needs LeBron he to need, get Nike he back. To, he needs to get back with LeBron, and LeBron can help him get Nike back. Yep. And he, he needs, needs a it. re-imaging. He needs a re-imaging. And the Lakers, I would I would assume that if the Lakers made the trade for him, the Lakers, given, given what they'd have to give up to get him, I would not be shocked if the Lakers said, we'll give you a $200 million contract this year. They can't. Why is that? They cannot. Oh. Bobby Marks said uh, just now, he said that Kyrie, uh, if he has traded and amends the 15% trade bonus, he is not allowed to sign an extension with his new team. The maximum on an extension is two years, $78.6 million with a new team, but only if Brooklyn pays him the trade kicker. Okay. All right. God, the plot thickens. The Jason, plot thickens. Jason Lloyd's going to join us next. We'll talk about the Donnie Brook last night involving Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie rumors and potential uh, locations there. 